welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do. Tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Okay, hello everybody. This is the Skeptic and the Mystic. So it's Deb and Heather and we have a pretty special guest today. It's Amanda Monnier and she is a fellow healer. So in the space of helping improve the world with us and introducing some cool new ideas, she has a really interesting backstory, which we're going to let her share. Um, and Amanda, you're calling us, you're in California, right? Yes, California. Yeah. In California. Three different time zones today. So we have California, Phoenix and North Carolina. So um, if you're joining us live, maybe you're in one of our fellow time zones, right? <laughs> All right. So Amanda, you tell us a little bit about you, what you do and how you came to be doing what you do. I'm super fascinated by your story. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me first and foremost. And yeah, so I, it's been some twists and turns to kind of end up where I'm at right now into the, the healing work and all that good stuff. But I was actually a probation officer. I did that for about six years. It was in, so I started my career in law enforcement and had my awakening and consciousness while I was in law enforcement. So about two years in, this was stemming from a very painful breakup. And I had been experiencing these patterns in relationships. And this one was like kind of one of those ones where it was like, yeah, you're not gonna avoid this this time it was kind of triggered that dark night of the soul so it was several weeks of just because I didn't really know what was happening at the time I was raised in a Christian family and always kind of pushed against the religious aspects of it but when this happened I was like okay there's something else going on and I, I was like I don't feel like life is meant to be so painful there was a lot of stuff that happened in my childhood <laughs> stemming from my parents divorce and I just felt like I was just up against a wall and I just felt pretty miserable like I was waking up and going to work and doing all the things that we're told we have to do get the job you know date why aren't you married yet why don't you have kids yet all the things that society says like based on the programmings of this matrix if you will so it was like the couple years in that i had this experience and so i was like okay i am just i have to figure out what this is and so i started my external search and it was like any book I could get my hands on. Some of the books I started with were those Conversation with God books by Neil Donald Walsh, mm -hmm. some Carolyn May, uh, Carolyn May stuff. And I started taking courses and started get, getting into alternative forms of healing and just really started to peel back the layers. But again, it was more of that external search to start off, which later turned to an internal uh, journey. But it was a couple years before I left that I was like, okay, this, there's more to life than this. I knew that I wasn't going to be continuing. And when I had started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never leaving. So this was even a really big thing for me to be considering that I was going to leave. I didn't know what that had looked like at the time. And 
it was also very interesting too, because up until this point, I, the way I survived life was just being in my masculine energy. It's a very masculine dominated field. And I, and even growing up, it was how I kept myself safe because I was like, okay, it's not safe to be myself. I'm going to be judged. It's not safe to speak my truth. I'm too much like those sort of stories that a lot of us sensitive beings tell ourselves. And so I put on all these like costumes and played these characters, like literally played characters. I, I put on a vest every day. And so when I had kind of had this realization that I wasn't going to be continuing this, it was a little bit scary because I didn't know what that would have looked like leaving. But I always have felt even since I was a little girl that I was meant for something else. Like there was just something that I wasn't being told. So this is the condensed version, but I left my career in law enforcement, did a quick little sidestep to my family's business, which I realized was worse than law enforcement. So <laughs> I was like, oh man, I didn't think anything worse could be, you know, than collecting <laughs> homeless people, but here you go. You're with your family, just, you know, doing that, doing that thing. So I did that for a couple months and ended up leaving. My home was in escrow because I was supposed to move. We were going to be doing some expansion stuff. And I was like, it, it was like, I couldn't not follow the nudges any longer. Like the, 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 you know, poke, poke, poke became screams. And it was like, I had no choice. Mm -hmm. So I sold my home. I moved I was like, all right, I'm going all in on my business and just really following the in intuitive hits. I don't even know where I'm headed. I, I just like really took a leap of faith. And so it's been a very humbling, a very messy journey filled with lots of tears. And it's like all, but I, I also wouldn't have it any other way because I feel like once you have this awareness of all the things that we've been no told there's no going back there really is no going back yeah yeah I relate to so much of that um yeah the definitely the pieces you were saying about just following what society told you you were supposed to do and I I was married and had a family and I had that whole like I'm supposed to want this I'm supposed to be so happy why am I not happy <laughs> and that kind of piece of it so yeah it's interesting how we how we have to get pushed hard to notice like, yeah, maybe there's something else. <laughs> and, and like from the perspective of being in law enforcement, that is a very, um, like, um, have you ever looked at that? Oh gosh, I'm totally forgetting what it's called. The, like the levels of consciousness. Have yeah. you ever heard of this? Mm -hmm. So like the, the, the law enforcement is very like, you know, it's, it's considered like blue where it's like, here's the rules, you follow the rules. Like, but then when you get into this world of <clears throat> mystical stuff, like the rules are just, they're, they're, they don't fit into like the 3d world that we're in. Absolutely. How like, and then also like, like you, I grew up in a Christian home too. So there was a lot of this, like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> there are so many things that I have to deconstruct mm -hmm. because like this new stuff is like in this place. Was there any one thing in particular that you can think of like on this journey of like exploration that you found really challenging to like buy into? Hmm. I'll say the first thing that is coming to mind, like the more that I like, I don't even like the term wake up, but the more that I wake up and expand my consciousness, I'm like the more that I don't know. 
So that's been an interesting part of it that I can like literally sit here and say everything we've been told, the majority of it is just utter nonsense. It's just literally the templates, the lies, the distortions. And so I think part to answer your question, I think part of it's just been interesting because they're in this realm of the unseen and we can go down so many rabbit holes because if we talk about like how even shut off our third eyes have been and just our body systems are our gifts as humans the innate divine abilities we have as humans once you start seeing this stuff i i sometimes i i'm like sitting there i'm like am i just a lunatic like there have been moments where i'm like am i crazy do i need to be like checked into a home because it's just like this stuff that's coming up, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to roll with this because, you know, if you're deep in meditation or a healing session, even, and you're like seeing stuff and it's happened before to where like, I was in a session with one of my clients and I kept hearing the name Stephanie. And this was the first time that I had like really profound, like it, it wasn't going away. Cause she, we were working through, there was some stuff that had been coming up for her. And I was like, do you know Stephanie? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. I just had lunch with a Stephanie. It's like that kind of stuff yes. that that comes up to where you're just like, usually when it's it's the weird stuff that is like the truer, the true stuff and that doesn't make any sense because yes. it's coming from something so much more expansive and so much bigger than our human minds and our human constructs. So it's just, I guess, humbling and also sometimes can be kind of weird because I feel like there's even so much of our, our minds and our, our gifts that have been shut off by design. And so as we turn those on, yeah, like it, it can become a little bit, have, have the moments where you're like, am I just making this up? <laughs> totally. And then it's like unsettling the more that you get confirmation, right. Where you're like, Oh no. Okay. That that's, that's a thing. Like I've had uh, similar things where I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm seeing this thing or I'm getting this like message and I'll be like, does this mean something to you? And they're like, yup. Like, what? And the more it happens, you're like, okay, I guess I just have to listen to them. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't, I can't explain it, but at some point you stop trying, I guess, but does like make you question, like, am I crazy? Is there, I don't know. It's all crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. So you, um, you got certified in the, as an emotion code practitioner right? back in 2019. That was one of the first things that the first modalities I, I came across, to be honest with you, as far as like modalities go, everything's just kind of morphed into my own. Um, so I, I honestly can't too. even, yeah. <laughs> same. Cause I have the same emotion code and I'm just starting in Reiki and like, I'm just like realizing I can like hear things and see things. And like, I don't know, I'm just making it up as I go. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, all the certifications and all of the coaches and all the thing, the healers was a way that I sneakily gave my power away. And so that's something I'm super, super passionate about is that when I'm working with clients, like really empowering people to align with their own truth first and the healing to come through their own higher self and their own source connection, because I've gotten to little, again, like little things to where I'm like, you know, someone's, you know, telling me something and I'm taking it as truth, even though there's a part of me that doesn't resonate with it. And so they're just, they're literally just this giving information based on the lens of their perception, their perspective, whatever they're connecting to. And so I think that's part of the journey is because we have been so disconnected from ourselves is that really just bringing all the pieces back together 
releasing all the things that weren't us never were so that we can really embody our innate truth and our innate essence. And to me, that's just like, if I could put it into a few sentences, like the, what the human journey is really about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. The coach that I'm working with now, I, what I love about, um, sorry, I forgot the term I do not disturb. Um, what I love on too. <laughs> it just reminded me. <laughs> Um, but what I love about her is um, she talks about she's 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 like, I'm not precious with this information. You know, she's like, take it and make it your own, like make it work for you, where there's so many other people in the world of personal development, too, especially in big names who are like, this is mine. You can't teach this because this is how I teach it. And it's like, dude, you're not teaching anything brand new. Like this stuff has been around like you have your own spin on it, you know, and, and that's like what we all do. And it's like you just take you know, what works and then, you know, move through it. And I, I love that, you know, I'm definitely biased towards the emotion code because that's where I got, like, that's where I started too. And it just, I think it's such a great tool to like have very tangible understanding of like what you're doing, how you're working with somebody. And then like, because it gets you in touch with, with your own like muscle testing and then once you go from there, then it's so much easier to like, oh, let's test this. Let's test this. Like it's not, conf- you don't have to confine it to just these, you know, these little tools. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, um, what is a, um, what is a magnetic mind coach? So that was a certification and program I went through about a year and a half ago. So the they're called rapid recodes, super conscious recodes. And I refer to it as higher self. Um, but the program it's called super conscious recodes. So basically what that is, and I do love a lot of the things I still use a lot of the things in, in, in working with people. So it's really based on, um, a handful of things, but a lot of it is around the identity and the structures. So a lot of the reasons that people get stuck is kind of what I mentioned earlier, like we get disconnected from ourselves. And so let's say we have one identity that's like, I am so excited about this, you know, new relationship. I want this relationship, or maybe they're, you know, wanting to call in like a soulmate or whatever. And, and maybe they even do. And then maybe there's this part from childhood where it's not safe to love, like men aren't safe or whatever the belief and identity structure, I'm not worthy. And so you may manifest it, but then chances are you're going to find a way to this other part is going to find a way to join the party at some at some point in time. So it's all about stepping into the end result. And it actually kind of ties into what we were talking about offline, the law of assumption mm-hmm. a little bit. Totally. But and self-concept. Into, yeah. yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I think people, I, I, we love as humans to label things. So I think oftentimes we're talking about the same things and yes. we're just using mm-hmm. different labels. So it's really about stepping into the end result and being that now and choosing it from a place that you already have it and from a place of that you would just love to have it. So it, it's really, it's referred to a true choice. So, um, for example, like a true choice, um, in the program would be creating a life. I loved, I choose the end result of a life I love. And so stepping into that end result so that the body and the mind is in that frequency of the end result and so because the body and the mind don't know the difference between entering into that frequency versus actually being here in the physical and so it's like creating those um, neural pathways and and all um you know basically like teaching the body how it is to be in this in this energy and so 
the recode part of it is what's causing resistance to this end result. Is it, you know, in the form of emotions? Is it part personality? So the identity structures, is it, are, are there beliefs? Are there ancestral um, encodings in the body? I mean, it can, it can be so many things. Like we can go into the fact that, you know, if you believe in different um, uh, past lives, it can be different spell, spell work, whatever, whatever it is. So what is causing resistance? And then we tune into the field of the higher self, which contains all information because I truly believe if everything in, in the quantum of time's not linear as we think it, it's all happening in the now, because if it's showing up in the now, it's present. It doesn't matter if it was past or anything, like it just doesn't matter, it's all the same. So when we tune into the field, we can tag the different things that are causing resistance. So maybe it was a child, an event, that event in childhood, but we do it at the seed point. So it's like pulling out, like if you snip the leaves off a plant, it's going to grow, it's probably going to grow back. But if you pull it out at the root, then it's not going to continue to grow back. So it's about rewiring, releasing, and creating this um, smooth pathway so that one can take inspired action towards their true choices. So it is a really amazing process. And I do love to, to use it. And I use it kind of in my own way. But it is really powerful because it's we're not focused on the problem. Because I always like to remind people, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's like, let's just let go of all those things that aren't you so that you can show up in a way that is empowering, that is um, an emanation of your divine essence. So it's kind of a different mindset than when we're, because I've, I've been into this too, where I'm like, oh, I got to go to all these healers and I got to you know do all these things. But it's like, well, what's the identity structure behind that? It's like, there's something wrong with me. We may not be saying it, but unconsciously we're putting that frequency out. So it is a pretty fun, pretty fun way to do, do healing work. Mm, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's and, fascinating. I like it. So then what is a, um, a sacred light practitioner? So sacred light. So I have a couple... I would say that kind of goes with the energetic allergy healing. They're two separate things, but sacred light, I, they are basically packets of energy. So I'm attuned to like 200 or so packets of energy. So some of them were like three and four pages even. So I'll give an example of one. Let's see. So there's a, a one I love is the relationship trauma release. So Basically, it's pages of instructions on like removing hooks and cords and, um, you know, different energies in the body, traumas, maybe dark entities. I mean, again, the list goes on and on. And it's basically scripted into a one or two sentence. It's infused into this one or two sentences. So when I tune into that energy, I can run it for clients. So it just kind of depends on what's coming up and what they need. And if I feel guided to run those, they're just kind of those attunement energetic packages. So like as, as the skeptical person, right. Who's like, okay, I'm listening through the lens of like, you know, if I had heard this, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, and I'd be like, what the F is she talking about? Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't like you're running. What do you mean? You're running stuff on me. Like, what does that happen? So explain as if somebody just never heard of this stuff. So I'll explain the way I would set up a healing session. So mm -hmm. 
all the healing work that I do is coming through the person's higher self. So they're in control of all of it. I don't go in and manipulate the energy field. I'm not doing any of any of that. It's they're in charge of all of it. So I always remind them that all of their healing and we do there, there's a process that I, that I do to create this sacred space and to have them um, connected. And, you know, obviously with, with permission, like verbal permission too. So and then when I'm, I'm connected to my higher self and, and source, like, so I've just found that to be the purest way to, for me to do healing work. And then with their permission, I can tune into their field of energy and pick up on things. And it's kind of a co-creative process. So as far as like those packets of energy, I mean, I, cause there, there've been people in the past that are like, they're like, how do you convince people that this stuff, this stuff works? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, simply, I don't. So no. I feel like it's all I, cause I mean, I've had people to where I'm more than happy to explain it. It's all over my website. Right. But I think there's gotta be that internal, like, yes, to some degree, even if it's not fully, it doesn't, it's like, it's just like, again, like faith, right. Trusting the process of some of this stuff. And at least for me, I can say that from my experience and seeing the results in my life, you know, it, it absolutely works, but some people just aren't ready. And so I think that if people are coming to this type of work and they're not um, in a receptive place, I, I honestly, I, I probably wouldn't it, it, like, let's say I got into a call with someone and they're like, yeah, I just don't really think this works. I, I don't, you know, I'd be like, yeah. okay, well, you know, where to find me. I'm, I'm happy oh, to, yeah. you know, I'm happy to, explain it to you but I don't I think that part of it is in the power of our consciousness in in that belief and and choice and how powerful we are like if you don't believe it in in what you're doing you may as well flush your money down the toilet if you want to if you want to have a session with me like I would just advise you to keep your money <laughs> yeah we say that all the time we yeah. always say like like Heather and I both have had the experience of these people who are like well I don't know it didn't really do anything and then all of a sudden they're like not complaining about the thing they were always complaining about. And you're like, have you noticed? <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't do anything. You're right. It totally didn't. <laughs> and it's the amplification of our energy too. And the, again, going back to that, the power of our consciousness in directing mm -hmm. energy. And it's, it's almost like, I do believe it's been infiltrated for thousands of years. And so we're really opening these things up again, because it's like, well, why can't we do these things? Why, right. you know, why, why do they have to be so hard? Why do we have to be, why have, why are people so miserable? I mean, you know, we can, there's so many different examples I can give based on just what's going on right now on the planet, but it's like, we create reality based on our consciousness and what we, you know, that, that is in our physical reality. It shows up in the physical reality. Like for those of us that are like certain things aren't a reality, like they just don't, affect us right and so it's it's just illustrates the 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 power of of our you know our abilities <laughs> well and amanda i will say this i know deb's heard this a thousand one times but i had a friend who was getting emotion code certified and she had reached out to me and i was still this was 2015 i was working as a coach for tony robbins and i was feeling so stuck and i didn't know anything about any of this stuff at the time and she called and she's like, I need to do, get the certification. I have, I have to work on people and I have to clear their heart walls. Can I clear your heart wall? And I'm like, my what? And she explains it to me. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. 
I literally was like, that is ridiculous. And, but I was like, if you like, she's like, you don't have to do anything. Like I will do everything. You just need to give me permission. I was like, sure, whatever. Like so completely like not believing it at all. And I had people who were coaching me and that like, cause I was really was just in this like really big stuck place. I felt like I had this heaviness on my chest and, and they're coaching me. And I was just like, dude, listen, I'm like, I was in the same training program as you. I know this stuff, like it's not working, like, you know? And so it was just so much like resistance. And at, when my friend had worked on me a couple weeks later, I remember laying in bed and thinking, I don't feel that heaviness. I was like, maybe there's something to what she did. Cause that's the only thing different. Cause the coaching was crap and it wasn't working for me at all. Um, and I was like, maybe there's something there. And that had me start exploring it more. And then I started like, you know, I just, I started doing it with my clients just to see like, does this really work? And I started seeing shifts and changes with them. And then I was like, Oh, and so that's, when somebody's like, you know, I don't really believe it. And there, there are times where I'm like, yeah, I get it. I didn't, I really didn't either. And you don't have to fully believe it for it to work. And you don't even fully have to know how it works for it to work. Yeah. And if you're open, you know, to, to receiving, you know, a shift in energy, then it can work for you. But if you're not, then don't waste our time, you know, yeah. my time. I'm the same way. I'm not going to try to convince people that are like so far away from it. Yeah. I'm just, I just, I'm not interested. I'm not here to make converts. I'm just here to help people. that want to help. Yeah, Because I think it's another way I, for me, when someone tries so hard to talk me into something, it turns me off more and I'm yes. like, no, thank you. And what I would say too, to even, you know, people who may be listening and like, Oh, I don't know, maybe more on that skeptical side. It's like, well, we pick up a phone, we punch numbers into it. And it calls someone yes. across the country. Yes. Like, how does it do that? Do you know? I mean, I don't That's the metaphor I use all the time. I'm like, I cannot explain to you how we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. but I think yep. it works the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing because if everything is connected and everything yeah. is energy, then why wouldn't we be able to tune into different frequencies and to people? I've had it happen before where I think of someone and then they call me an hour later or less than an yes. hour later. So it's the same, same thing. It's just, it goes back to the conditioning and the imprints and yes. how it, we've been basically told that some of these things are just, you yeah. know, the woo. But we believe that this little watch can tell me my health status far more yes. than my, like, you know, I mean, I wear this to basically to teach and I mean, but I think it's funny when people like they use their, like their watch has to tell them when to drink water or when to eat or when they need sleep. I'm like, do you not really know when, <laughs> when these things are like, I got good news for you. There's a little internal like uh, messaging system. <laughs> Yeah. I think it goes back to like how disconnected from ourselves we become and even how, you know, people are just glued to their phones all the time. And right. there's just, you know, it's all about there's, there's, I think there's a lot of inversions that are actually being corrected here on the planet. But I think one of the biggest ones that, that is kind of in process is the, the separation templates, mm -hmm. the separation templates within, and then without, we see it, everything that's going on, you know, if, if we're being triggered, activated, it's like almost like there's a collective dark night of the soul going on. And I know I, a lot of people that I know have been going through it too. So, yes. and it's been like very roller coaster like energy. So there's definitely a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Like everything that's happening right now is not 
for not, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's not by accident. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There is, there is a mastermind somewhere behind all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So who, like, what, what was the transition? Like you quit your job, Right. And then going into, okay, I quit my job. I'm going to start my business. Like I did that when I quit 20 Robbins is probably a little bit easier. Cause I just had clients come and reach out to me that I already had. So for you, who, yeah. I want to know, cause I'm still getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like what, what beliefs and identity did you have to step into that you weren't before to be able to create the business that you've created? Yeah. So it's actually, funny that you even asked this because I kind of am going through another round of it because I, so when I initially left, I hired a business coach. We became business partners and I was feeling very stuck. And there was a lot of other things that were going on in my life. But for me, I've always felt like I was meant to do things in a new way. I know Debbie mentioned like, you don't felt like to follow the rules. I don't either. I yeah. don't follow the rules there. I'm like, what are the, what are the rules even? Why have we, I'll, I'll be the first one to question why I'm being told to do something. And, and I'll be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. If it doesn't feel good in my body. And for the longest time, I didn't really realize how deeply I feel things in my body as far as like my internal guidance system. And so there was, we did business in two completely different ways, but she initially was hired as my coach. And so I was just like, well, you know, I was kind of, I was, I didn't know that this was the thing keeping me stuck because I was going through a lot of other things at the time, transitioning into a new city. And I had been dating a little bit and I had gone through kind of a painful dating situation. And so I didn't know that this was the thing. And when I realized that this was the thing, And we were in the middle of rolling out a certification program, a book project. And I just knew that I needed to release it because it was another way that I was still kind of hiding, to be honest with you. And so I, my business was at that point, like it was, it was moving, right? Like things were moving, but it felt like something was still missing and something was still a little stuck. And, you know, I, up until this point, it's like, I had always worked the jobs where you got the for sure paycheck and you, it was like the, you know, the societal things where you just go, you're a W2 employee. You don't have to worry about it. It is what it is. And so this was the first time even down to like all the nitty gritty on what it means to have a business and all the structures that are, you know, required to have in place, having a business, the insurance, all the things. And so it was a very humbling experience when I realized that it, it was, I didn't pay for the coaching. I paid for this beautiful lesson on when I step, give my power away to someone else. And when I don't follow my heart and when I'm not in alignment, because that's a lot of even what I teach is really calling back your power and stepping into alignment with your truth and that, you know, what's best for you over anything else. And then you can, you know, work with healers and mentors as enhancements when it feels like a 10 out of 10. Yes. Like what is your highest? And so this was in January that I realized I was like, oh my goodness, I have to step out of this relationship. And it was a very, very, it was scary. It was very scary because it was like, there was for sure money coming in on certain things. It was like kind of this, you know, some security as far as um, just knowing again, what was, what was coming. And I was just guided. We had a podcast together I was guided to like start from scratch on the podcast and release it all. And so in the last 
month and a half, I've just been completely rebranding. It's been like a whole enhancement to my energy. And it's just like, everything feels more me and it feels more authentic. And the response has been really, really great. And it's just, it is just been a reinforced lesson. So that has been the biggest thing I've learned in the last couple months and even in, in business. And it's just, I, and then right away, like I had started this program, it's called awaken your business with Dr. Kim Duramo. And it's all about creating a business in this like oneness, unity consciousness. It's all about doing business in this new way. And I was like, okay, thank you universe. Because I knew that I was not meant to do because the old way, right? I think we all know that there's like the, you know, the marketing stuff, you gotta, all the things, the shoulds, the have to post every day, the fear tactics, the scarcity, right. only two spots left. That is nonsense. Like if any, me, anything that is not 100% aligned and authentic, people are going to feel that at a, a frequency, a cellular level. And yeah. so I wasn't showing up in this way. And so it was like a reality check for me. And it was again, very humbling because I'm like, okay, like I, I just knew I had to do it. So I almost like, I still, I still had my foundations and clients and things, but I, it was like kind of, okay, you got to hit the reset button. You've learned a lot this last year, but now we got to come out with what is actually 100% you. And so it's almost like just been this lesson of how all these, these industries, it's not like just, you know, the law enforcement industry and, and, you know, where there's that, that those structures, it's like, it's everywhere and you have to sift through the nonsense. And so again, it's been a very interesting experience, but if that can help anybody, you know, I just don't give your power away. <laughs> well, you just helped me. I like that. No, I love what you said, even about marking. Like I was just having this conversation recently where someone was, I used to be in PR, like that used to be what I did. And then I had this kind of actually how I met Heather was a little rock bottom in my life of anyway, making that transition out of that. But anyway, somebody was just like referring me to someone for marketing. I'm like, hell no, I don't even want anything to do with it. Like my business that I'm building on the side of zero brand consistency. And I don't care. I like, <laughs> I'm just like, I post when something inspires me. It's so random. Like I just kind of, and I also, you know, I know that I have to refine that a little, but there's a part of me that is just like, I don't care what people's proven systems are. I don't want one. <laughs> I don't think the old stuff's going to work anymore because I've actually seen yeah. it recently not work because in new earth, in this new frequency, like what's been happening over the last couple of years is again, we've all been, those of us, right? I think there's a, a lot of us and probably if you're listening, you're, you're most likely um, awake to these certain things, but we've been releasing the density and releasing the lies and the amount of light coming into the planet has raised the vibration of the planet. And that's why there's so much chaos going on right now. And so anything that is not in alignment, that is not truth, I'm just seeing it's like people are in a pressure cooker because you can't hide from it anymore. And mm -hmm. so that's why all these old things aren't working and people are feeling it at a deeper level because in, in the past, the density and all the things, like it would have worked in the past. It did work in the past, but where we're headed it's not going to work anymore. And it's a reality check for people who are doing things that aren't in alignment with their truth, that aren't organic and authentic. It's just, it's just simply yeah. not working. People's systems, right? Like there's, there could have, it could be that that is an alignment for somebody. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Mm -hmm. right. And, and that's, that's, that's the, I have spent 
I can't even tell you how much money I've spent like on business courses, you know, and they're like, you have to do it this way. And even this, this last coaching program that I finished up with and like at one time, one of our calls, she was like, well, she said something along the lines of like, well, you're the type of person who like, you need to do what, what's aligned for you. And I'm like, shouldn't all of your clients do that? Like, and, and I, like, I look back and I see this resistance, like that all the times I had resistance where I'm like, ick, no, ick, no. And I'm not saying that I found the hot, the thing that I'm hundred percent aligned with. Cause I'm like, I actually, why I have to jump off. You know, I said I had to be off at certain times because I have a call with my coach and I'm like, there's so many things that I want to do and that I could do. I can't, can't quite still land on the, the, the one, you know, the mm-hmm. one that is like, oh, cause there's so many, so many different things, but, but feeling like, like when you're working with a coach or somebody and they say something and, and you don't speak up, you've just thrown your money away, which, yeah. you know, I can look and be like, I should have just said to her, no, I don't want to do that. And who, mm-hmm. like, if she has a problem with that, then realize that's not the best coach to be working with, you know, or healer or anything. Because if, if somebody wants you to do it the way that they did it, because they had success with it and they think that's the only way that there's success, yeah. you're not going to go anywhere. I will challenge that in that. So Heather, Heather, it was my coach at one point, like this is kind of where it's a funny thing. Cause every time you really pushed me to do something that I was like, Oh my God, I do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. We're usually the ones that actually were effective for me, <laughs> but that was more in the, in the personal sense of you were recognizing where I was like, I don't want to do that. Cause that's going to push me outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. So it's not going right. to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus somebody, somebody saying like, here, do this as your niche, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. 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 So that's a mm-hmm. distinction though. Like, noticing where you're resisting because you don't want to get uncomfortable versus resisting because this is not for me a million percent yeah yeah because the first time you get on a you know a live call or something yeah it's gonna feel scary right or if you're (laughs) in a group like you may be like well that's not no like are you just is it the fear coming up you know whatever it is it's a completely different thing than it being like okay well this isn't what i'm called and guided to do yeah which I would say, going back to what you said about feeling it in your body, like I am, I don't know if you're into human design or not, but like I have sacral authority and I know like instantly I'm like, oop, yep, no. Okay. Yeah. That's a yes for me. That's a no. Like I can feel it so damn fast now. And every time I've ignored that pit, I, I regretted it. <laughs> Food generator. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's with sacral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Heather, do you know yours? I know we talk about it all the time. I am a manifestor generator and I think I have sacral. I have to, I have to go back. I have it somewhere. And I actually finally have a call with somebody who hopefully will not be like, Oh, you have this. That means I'm like this. (laughs) Like that's been all my (laughs) terrible calls with people with that. Um, but I think I, Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, of course it's going to take a minute to open. Yeah, it'll take too long. To open yeah, I'm curious. I would say you probably, I could see that you would be sacral authority for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's a sacral? Yeah, the um, well, I mean, you could be sacral, you could be solar plexus, but you could have an emotional authority too, which would mean like you oh, got to kind of ride the wave before you make a decision. Yeah, inner authority, emotional, solar plexus. Yes, okay, so you have emotional first. I don't. I'm just like, <laughs> I know fast. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I needed to think about it. It's funny because I got a um oh anyway, that little sidetrack. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's so many I could go for yeah. Okay. So okay. I um I'm curious, Amanda. A year from now, what when you look back on this on this past year of 2022, what um what are you going to be most excited about having created in the world, hmm. whether that's for your business or even personally? Yeah, two things come to mind immediately. Pod by podcast. That is just one way that I, I I didn't realize how much I love it. And and I love having conversations like this with with you ladies. And it's just I just get so excited and so lit up to talk to people and to share this information and to get it out. I was thinking about it today. You know, that's just like what I choose is to just have a, a podcast that just is listened to and all all over the world and that just helps people immensely and really just um, helps connect to like community is a big thing for me. So it's like, if I can bring somebody on, that's like a piece of the puzzle for someone else. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like maybe they say something that just hits that, you know, it's like a cellular code type of thing, or maybe they want to reach out to them or whatever it is. I just feel like community is such a big thing. And um, you know, I think some of these things in the past have been a little more competitive, like competition. And I, I just really love the switch to, us just being more in this, I, I'm, I'm not big on the higher hierarchy that's been a thing <laughs> for so long on this planet. So I'm all about, you know, creating community and, and really the human connection going back to like the basics. And for me, as far as personally, I, I can feel the re relationship that I have been really doing a lot of healing around, like just within getting comfortable in the last six months, I've just been in a place to where I'm just so comfortable with myself and just being with myself. And now it's like, I'm ready to embrace a relationship. And so I'm really excited about that because I'm, I'm feeling it. So <laughs> those are two of the things that I already can kind of feel that have already been created. And now it's just allowing that to unfold in the physical reality. So, yeah. And what you have a couple of different ways that you work with people um, like me, like you do a six month container, which, yeah. you know, and then also do like one-off stuff. And I'm curious, I always like, people are like, well, I want to work with you, but I'm like, okay, well, what kind of, what kind of shifts and changes do you want? Cause I'm telling you the six month container is going to get you there faster, like one-off calls. It'll definitely get you something, just not as, you know, the shifts and changes that you want in the six months. So what, mm, I'm, I'm still going to ask it. There's part of me that's like, I'm not that I don't want to, but it, it, which, what, what of your work that you're doing right now brings you the most joy and oh, how you are. You mean like the, the one-on-one -on -one stuff or yeah, yeah, yeah. just in like, whether it's working one-on-one, -on -one, like with just like one-off sessions or six month containers or. I, you know, I love, I love working with people one-on-one -on -one in general. I do feel like you mentioned that with some of this stuff, because going back to the conversation about identity, like I'm 32 years old. So all the things that have been created, it's like, you know, it takes, it takes time to shift into this new way. So like you mentioned, one-on-ones are great. And, and again, it goes back to, I had a new client a couple of weeks ago asked me, well, when's, when do I need to do my next session? I said, you get to decide that. I said, feel into your body and your truth and what's right for you. I'm not going to tell you 
when to book another session. I, I said definitely no more than one a week for for this type of work that we that we're doing, but really just trust yourself on that. And so like my six month container, for example, it's two sessions, like one of my more deep dive. So it, it's a longer session. We can go a little deeper. And then the other one is I call them essence activation. So it's really about bringing more of the innate essence online. And like the recode process was kind of described earlier. So I kind of have my own spin on it, but really just releasing all the resistance to that. So um, to answer your question, I mean, I, I do love working with people one-on-one -on -one because it's, we get to be in more of like that co-creative and more gets to come out than in group sessions. They do group as well, but it's, it's different when you can have the, the one-on-one -on -one connection and allow, you know, for whatever wants to show up. Like I never prep for sessions. I really don't because it's like, it's coming at this point. Um, it's like something much bigger coming through me. And so it's, it's like, I, I never know exactly what's going to show up. Like I'll start to feel things uh, prior to the session, but it's just kind of like, all right, well, what, first off, like, what is the client need? That's what is in the client's greatest good. And then, you know, maybe it's even stuff they don't think they need that's coming through and they're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. it really just depends, but I just, um, yeah, I just love seeing the, the transformation and, and even how I've seen it in my own life, it's this type of work, even though, you know, we've talked about kind of both sides of the coin, right? Like the kind of more skeptical, like, is this really working? And then the, you know, wow, this is really, really kind of groundbreaking stuff. And I think it's becoming a little bit more accepted to some degree. Um, for me, I struggled with skin issues since I was gosh, I can't even sixth grade, seventh grade, junior high. And it was just in the last year through this work that I was able to get to the root root of it. It was a lot of layers because <laughs> it was a lot of tied to my childhood. And like kind of the last layer of it was this costume I had been wearing, like kind of an energetic costume that I'd been wearing based on a lot of different things. So it's just, it's just fascinating stuff. It really is. And, and it, I think also an important thing to note is that in sessions, I find it important to, again, make it this co-creative process. So it's tools that the client has when I'm not there, because I don't want a bunch of codependent clients. I don't want a bunch of people to be like, you know, I don't, I want people to feel empowered and to be yes. able to really step into their power and their truth, because that's what this is about. It's like a journey yes. of coming home to self. So yeah. I agree. I feel like we're supposed to be helping them get up and, you know, be able to walk on their own, right? Mm -hmm. If they're with you for four years, maybe you're not really giving them proper tools. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we got, we got, yeah. <laughs> Unless I've had a lot of clients to where it, it, cause I love that too. It's like, that's the kind of clients that I want to, that I choose to attract is like clients that I could, you know, I don't know, hang out with. That's cool. Like right. so many clients. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. like sometimes you come back, like, you know, like th they might come back, but like, if they're not making progress, then yeah. Oh yeah. I want to kind of touch on just more of a personal curiosity because you mentioned you had skin issues that started in junior high and my daughter is, she's in seventh grade and she's been struggling with eczema. And I'm always like, I should be able to figure out what this is. Um, and I haven't been able to really kind of, she's also a little bit resistant where I'm like, let me do some energy work on that. And she's like, Oh God, sometimes she's open to it. Sometimes she's not. Um, but what did you discover were the, the things for you that, that did resolve it? 
that. So for me, it was because skin is like skin is the one of I think it is the biggest organ in the body. It's the biggest yeah. organ in the body. But it's so, also it's so talkative. <laughs> it's so talkative, but it's also such a gift because it's letting us know what's going on yes. inside. And so it can be a variety of things. But for me, it was this. So the last layer of it for me was this, <laughs> I was in a healing session and it, uh, inner child stuff came up and my little girl, I like call her my little girl. My little girl was like, um, yeah, I'm too much. My light's too bright and I'm, I can't be beautiful. I can't be pretty. And so there was this, it almost looked kind of like a, you know, like those characters, like the witch characters we see in cartoons. It looked like she was wearing this costume. It like flashed in. And so it was like this energetic costume that I had been wearing since I was like seven and it was manifesting in my skin because at the end of the day, if everything is just frequency, everything's energy, then if it's this low vibrational frequency and it's vibrating inside the body, the body's just trying to get our attention always. So there's, I always tell people, there's no reason that you should be in, in chronic pain. Like if your hips hurting or if, you know, stuff's going on with your heart or the acne, any of it, it's just dis-ease in the body. There's a yeah. deeper levels and layers to yeah. what is happening. So it's, for me, it was, it was like this identity structure and this costume that I wore because I tried everything. I was vegan for two years. I did all the things, the detoxes, the liver detoxes. But it was this energetic program, this this thing that I had used to keep myself because it wasn't safe at the time when I was a little girl. It wasn't safe to be me. It wasn't safe to be in my light. I constantly felt, and again, this was my perception as uh, a child, but I constantly felt like I couldn't be in my light. I didn't feel understood. It, I was too much. And so it was like, okay, well, I finally caved in and was like, all right, well, I may as well just do this because it's too painful for the alternative. So, and it depends too. what I would say is because I'm assuming your daughter's probably pretty sensitive. She is. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. She is. And the kids, yeah. yeah, the kids that are, that are on coming onto this planet right now, especially yeah. to ones that like very she's crazy intuitive. Like she definitely has a lot of this and she's very, she is drawn to it. Like, and she will let me do the energy work. She is sometimes is like, I don't feel like you're doing it right now, but um, yeah, she's very drawn to all of this. That's interesting. I'm going to evaluate that more because I feel like she might be getting some of that messaging somewhere as we're like, you are a little, it's too much. Or yeah. mm -hmm. I think she might be getting that. Yeah. It could also be a lot of what happened for me. It was that I was, cause one thing I, I asked myself, is this mine? Did I create this? Or is this something I'm picking up on? Is this someone else's? So if yeah. she is really sensitive too, she could just be a sponge for all of this dense stuff. And I've actually gotten away from shielding because mm -hmm. I truly believe intention is so powerful. So I, and I think that maybe shielding has its place still for certain people. If you feel called and, called and guided to, to shield. But for me, I, um, I set the intention to strengthen my field. So connecting straight to source and bringing that energy down to strengthen my vibration rather than putting a protective barrier. So I don't have to feel anything to me that feels kind of different. So yeah, yeah. it could be something to where maybe she just is ready for some like, a little bit of guidance on how to work with her own energy and how to clear her field. Uh, I'm going like to try that. I think that could be, because obviously I'm not with her dad anymore. Like He's a great guy. I'm not knocking him, but I think she, I'm, I'm sure I'm contributing in some way too. So I don't want to put all the blame on him, <laughs> but 
I, I, there's a lot, like he's an anxious person and he makes her anxious sometimes. And so I think there's some, yeah, she, she's been not getting along well with him. Just, I mean, she's 13. She's, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's just in that age, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think through that and explore that with her a little bit. Cause she started to be like, she's super into crystals right now, which could just be trendy, but like, and she's so curious about all the stuff that I have, like all my little like tarot decks that are around. Like she's always curious about the crazy yeah. stuff. I'm when you talk about her, she feels very sensitive and very powerful though. Yeah. And so it's That's like true. you're a sensitive beings just learning that our sensitivity isn't a curse. It's actually our, it's part of our power and it's mm -hmm. learning how to work with these things because if we're, if we're not taught how to, like the world doesn't teach us how to work with these things. The world doesn't teach us how to clear our field. The world doesn't teach us how to strengthen our energy. It's, it's yeah. the opposite. And so it, it, yeah, it, it, it may even just be for her some tools to kind yeah. of navigate that. She'd be open to it. That's yeah. That's interesting. Thank you. Sorry. Didn't mean to make you diagnose my child. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <sighs> Funny. Okay, so just as we wrap up, um, any, well, Deb, any last questions? I have a million more questions, but I'll, I'll, I'll put a pause. You can always do a part two or you're more than welcome on my podcast. Exactly. So like this, so. <laughs> um, so anything, I guess as we wrap up, I would love to hear, Amanda, if you have, um, you like one story that you can think of, and I'm sure there's probably many, but one that you're like, where you saw this like before and after that was just like, holy crap, like this stuff is amazing. I love this stuff. And like where most people would be skeptical and be like, no, that doesn't help. That doesn't, you know, do it. And you're like, no, here's the before and after. Yeah. Well, the first, I'll just go with the first one that popped up. So this was right when I had released this relationship with the, my former business partner and coach. And we were actually supposed to be in Sedona the following weekend. And this is for a certification retreat. And I, I just, it didn't feel good for me to go. And so I, I backed out of all of it and that was supported and everything. And then the, my mom, so this, this was kind of speaks to, I always say it's like, when, um, when we release things that are really a no, we clear the energetic, um, space for things for that are a yes to come, come into our, our lives. Because when we're saying yes to things that are a no, it clogs up our ability to receive mm -hmm. and they could be little things <laughs> we don't realize. And that we talk ourselves into or all the shoulds. Right. So when I released this, it was probably a few hours later, my mom called me and she was like, we rescheduled your sister-in-law's bridal shower to this coming weekend when I was supposed to be in Sedona. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like it felt like a heck yes in my body. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to come. And, and when it was before the month prior, I was just kind of like, I didn't really have that reaction. And I was like, yeah, sorry, I can't make it. So I drove to Northern California from Southern California and, um, I had just, I'd taken that break from dating. I just started dating again and I reconnected with someone I had worked with probably 10 or 12 years ago. And it's been the most beautiful connection that I, like I've never ever met somebody that is just so kind and so amazing. And he's, 
if he's listening at any point in time to this, <laughs> I don't know that I'm just, you know, I'm just giving him all the credit, but it, it was just really this, it, it just went to show how in this, it cleared up so many things, but this was probably one of the most profound things. If I had still been saying yes to that other situation and relationship and telling myself, well, you committed to doing this and you should go and all these things. When I wasn't honoring my truth, I never would have reconnected with him. I had an amazing weekend with my family that weekend. And he's actually coming to visit this coming week, even though we don't live in the same city. It just, there's, it doesn't even matter because it's just, it's just such a beautiful connection that we're just kind of rolling with it and flowing with it. And it clearly was supposed to happen. So I feel like that just illustrates the whole conversation around alignment and honoring your truth and your innate divine guidance and wisdom. And it's like that instinctual response. Like you don't have to continue subscribing to all the shoulds and all the things that, you know, we tell ourselves we have to do because deep down, like, you know, what you've chosen, your soul knows what you came here to do. And when we clear that space energetically, then the things that are meant for us can show up. So it's just been kind of continuing to, to show up for me in that way. So, yeah, that's awesome. I think we can both, Deb and I both have lots of stories and stories in the works like that as well. Many stories in the works for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, okay. I put it up earlier. I'm just going to flash up Amanda's contact. You can go to her website um, or go to find her on Instagram I didn't put Facebook because people don't use business Facebook anymore, do they? Not really. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I do like Instagram over Facebook and yeah. Yeah. And I haven't embraced the TikTok thing yet. I'm so tired of people trying to drag me to TikTok. I'm like, uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I was like, I just went through her thing and I just did a sprinkler. I was like, <laughs> she was recording. She was looked at me. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I don't know. To me, that that's my that's my go-to move. So yeah, exactly. That'd be all I have to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you all for joining us. If you have any questions, reach out to Amanda. She's got a ton of tools. Of course, Deb and I are also here to help you release what's keeping you back, whole, keeping you back from really stepping into into your power. As we mentioned, um, it is a scary process. And it's scarier to stay stuck. <laughs> so we would love to be able to help you. Um, so we will see you next time. Have a great day, night, whenever you're listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.